Okay, Boker Tov. We are in the middle of the 15th essay where we're talking about the Midos of Netzach and Hod, number four and number five. And we've already discussed each one individually. And yesterday we began discussing how the two of them work together. They parallel the right foot and the left foot. And just like the right foot cannot walk without the left foot and vice versa, just like they're a pair, these two are a pair. And after we've gone through, this is almost towards the end of the line, these are Sphero 7 and 8. And after we've gone through all the thinking process of, of Chachma, Bina, and Das, and we already determined what is the right course of action to do, and then Chesed, Gvura Tiferes, the energies of, 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 of love and control and the healthy balance of that, which now has all our feelings and emotions into that direction. Now we complete the task with Netzach and Hod. Netzach means victory, being able to overcome the Sahara and get the task completed. And Hod is to recognize and have the humility to know that it is all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, that wonderful action, everything that was inside of the human being, it now comes out, and it is revealed to everyone the divinity of the nature of the act and that there is a divine power behind all that. And these last two, Netzach and Hod, have to work together so that the end goal that we are looking for, and this is really with these five, we end the actual activity per se, but with these, we've now concluded we've done whatever act that we have done, and it now is and successfully, and it is revealed to everyone that it is the divine nature of the human being that accomplished that task. And that requires a lot of stamina, persistence in Netzach to win. And Hod requires a lot of humility to say that it's not you, but it's Hashem. And then everybody could see that it is Hashem. So that is the basic idea. We explained how that's like garments. It's like when you wear clothes, that shows what's on the inside. Now is revealed what's on the outside. And really those are the ultimate clothes that we have in terms of the next world, what do we really wear in the next world? We don't have a body. What do we wear? What does our soul wear? It wears the mitzvos that we did. The Torah and the mitzvos is what we wear. And therefore, our greatest struggle is in these last two midos because this is where the game is won. And therefore, the Sahara does not want us to win that game. And therefore, he'll always try a way to get us to not succeed. He'll throw roadblocks in the way. Make it hard. Ah, I'll give up. Okay? In, and if you succeed, he'll say, he'll convince you, my, what a fine person I am. So remember, the whole point of the mitzvah is to connect you to Hashem and have make the Kiddush Hashem out of that. So that's where the greatest struggles exist. Okay. The next couple pages, I have to admit, are very challenging for me. Um, And I wish I could skip them, but that wouldn't be fair. So sometimes you learn things, even though you don't have 100% understanding. 
but at least you have some general idea of where what we're dealing with certain issues. So there are two, uh, the author says on page Reish Beis, he says there's two uh, central types of avoda for a person. If you have to divide it up in two categories, one is called avodas hakatnus, serving Hashem when you're quote-unquote small, and then avodas hagadlus, serving Hashem when you're quote-unquote big. So let's define these two terms. And I'm sure many of us have experienced it. We just didn't know what the definition of what we were going through is. Avodas hakatnus, serving Hashem when you're small, it means where a person has to contend with all kinds of averos. And whether he's done them or he's about to do them, and that he should not fall into those averos. Let us say, Lashon Hara. You're struggling to not say Lashon Hara. You really want to say the Lashon Hara. You're struggling. Or more appropriate, in the summertime, Shmira Sainayim, guarding your eyes. You're trying to not look at the things you shouldn't be looking at. And it's a big struggle. Or Kavana in Davening. Today, I was not particularly fresh when I woke up in the morning. I don't know why. Every day, Hashem does it differently. You can, you know, and just... Uh, and you're just trying to push and push and push and you just want to close your eyes and just want to dream and, and no, no, I got to be focused. I got to be focused. So, and it's a struggle. That is what, and, and you know, and that's where you can win or lose. <laughs> that's a, and it's not a happy place to be where you're winning and losing. That's a bodhisattvaness. On the other hand, there's a time in life that's called Avodah Shabbat service in big time, where a person reaches a connection to the goal with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And he's living, so to speak, with an awareness that he's in the presence before Hashem. And there's nothing to contend with in the area of falling because he's already purified himself and he's risen and he's living a constant life connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Well, yeah, Tzaddikim have that more than others, but there are certain times where you really feel that you're connected to Hashem. Okay. And as we learned yesterday, the Vilna Gon said that people that are called, quote, Ba'alei Torah, masters of Torah, don't need to worry about the service of Tikkun Hamidos, of repairing their Midos, because they've already reached that pinnacle of connecting with the Torah and the one who gave the Torah, and you have that complete connection with Hashem, so you have no connection to Avoda Shabbatnus service in the struggling during the small times, because service in the small times, that's where you're dealing with Tikkun Amidos, repairing the Midos, because they don't have to worry about that. In other words, who has to work on their Midos? The people who are living in the in the time of katness, smallness. Smallness means just like what it says. You're looking at everything in a very small way. You're not looking at big, that it's mamish, it's all Hashem, and you're connected to Hashem, and you're living every moment with Hashem. So when you're a tzaddik, again, when you're talking about someone like a, a Rav Gershon Edelstein, Zichron Levracha, he didn't have to deal with uh, wanting to speak Lashon Har. It wasn't on the radar. 
people said he never ever got angry in a hundred years. Okay, I I can't say that about me. Okay, so so like what well, he was just being a soldier, doing his job, doing the Ratzon Hashem, and uh, that's it, and 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 spreading Torah to the rest of the world. So it's constant avodah shabagadlus. So his meetings are fine. You know, if you if you got the message, you've incorporated the message, you're totally connected to the message. You you've been doing it for years, and every moment is a you just. It's like you're almost you know in Olam Haba, but you're not because you're still a body, and you're still, it's going to be much greater in Olam Haba. But that's that's just avodah shabagadlus. Avodah shabagadlus is that you know you're looking at everything. You know, small. What does it mean? Well, this moment, is this really a moment that Hashem is directing? Maybe not. And you're kind of just, um, what's the word? Isolating. Yeah, that's the word. You're isolating this for all the bad that it could be. <laughs> and you're not re- recognizing Hashem involved in the entire picture. When Hashem's there, it's a big, big, big story. Hashem's not there, it's not a big story. So when you're struggling to, to not get upset with somebody... Okay, that now that's also an avoda, because we want you to succeed and to not get upset. All right, so that's the avoda shabakatnas, and that's where your mitos have to get developed. Now, hopefully, you're not living that forever. But, but Rabbi, wouldn't there be a middle ground? As, not just the small and the big, but you could be somewhere in between. As you're well. on the way to being big. Yeah, exactly. So on the road. So you're not. So there's levels of smallness. Yeah. And there's levels of bigness, <laughs> okay? But, yeah, well, the level of smallness is you, you know, there are those who fail and they get angry and they yell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guess what? They lost that one. And the other, and then there's the one who, uh, it bothers them a lot. They're about to yell and scream and they control themselves the last minute. Oh. Then there's another level where the person's upset and he's angry, but he's not tempted to yell and scream. Mm-hmm. Then the person's a little bit upset. <laughs> okay, it's so all cotness. Because why are you letting that person upset you? Even Mrs. Shum talks a lot about it. it. Says why even if you don't say anything, even outwardly you look amazing. You're smiling and you're singing and you're happy, but inside it's bothering you. Mm-hmm. You're still being small. A godel hador. Doesn't get angry. What's, what's be angry about? Hashem runs the world, and if Hashem wanted that person to to say that. So Hashem wanted that person to say it. So what? So now I got to understand. So the person, the only thing that he worries is: so what does Hashem want me to do? Should I give him rebuke? Should I not give him rebuke? What's the will of Hashem? Now, now you're looking from a big, the big picture. Okay. So that's there are many levels, and then, and obviously. You know, there's people who live on that level all the time, the Vodav Shabbatos. People live on the level of Vodav Shabbatos all the time, and there's some who have times where they go into the godless world, where that could sometimes be on Shabbos. Certain times where you really feel very connected to Hashem, and therefore, this this idea of serving during Avodah Shabbatos that applies to the spheros of Netzach and Hod. And he brings a very interesting proof, very interesting proof for this. But that makes sense, because Netzach and Hod, we said, is Netzach is the perseverance necessary to defeat the Yetzirah. 
Okay, now once the eights are hard, it, it's like it's this battleground. Okay, so I beat the eights hard today. So he comes up tomorrow with another stretch. So I'm still there. So you're still battling. All right, but once once you've won the war, as David Amelech says, that the Yitzhahara was dead inside of him, so there's nothing to fight. That's finished. There's nothing to worry about. You don't have to prove anything anymore. You've won. And now all you're focused is, is your relationship with Hashem. And that's it. And it, it's not something you have to bring out. People see it. A Godel doesn't have to make any effort to bring it out. It's out. <laughs> that's all there is to it. So the real avoda of Netzach and Hod is for us struggling people. And that's 99% of humanity has to struggle with this. And he brings an interesting proof um, from the story of Shoal and the witch. Okay? Where Shoal uh, wants the witch should bring Shmuel Hanavi back from the dead because he wants to speak to him. And he, she, she's in the middle of her incantations. So she says, I see, I see someone. So he says, describe him to me. He says, well, he's an old man and he's wrapped up in a garment. And from that, Shoal knew that that was Shmuel. And he prostrates before him. So that's what the Pasuk says. So the Vilna Gaon explains, what does it mean you saw the Me'il? What did she see? So this was a me'il, me'il is a garment, like a cloak, a cloak, that's a better word. So it's referring to another cloak that's in Sefer Shmuel. It says, Chana made for Shmuel a small cloak. When he was staying by Eli, she made him a small cloak. So, okay, so she sees the cloak. Okay, so, and there's all kinds of medrashim about that cloak. It seems that he always wore that cloak. So big machlok is the mother make him more cloaks, like bigger size cloaks or smaller, or it was a miracle it grew by. So whatever, the whole discussion about the cloak that he had. But it's interesting. He's the only person to really talk about having a cloak. So what, what's that cloak about? Now bearing in mind, we said yesterday at length the idea of clothing and how the mitos are clothing for the person. Anyway... So now, um, the, uh, the deeper understanding is is because is this woman who's the witch, so the question is, the famous question is, how in the world can this witch, who is such a, a totally non-spiritual person, right? Mamash goes against the Torah and everything. How does she have any connection and comprehension of Shmuel Amelech, uh, Shmuel Anavi? Right? How does she have he and and, uh, and and more than that? Um, where is she dealing with any how there any connection of forces of evil with Shmuel, who on the other hand was equal to Moshe and Aaron? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, in other words, she is Kochosara. That's all she is. So how is she able to to, to see such greatness over here? So this is a very uh, difficult question. So they say, but again, what did she see? She only saw the me'il, the garment, okay? So she only was able to grasp that aspect of Shmuel HaMelech, which, Shmuel Hanavi, which was the garment. And that is what we're calling, is reflecting the spheros of Netzach and Hod. 
because the garments reflect what is the external reality as it projects to others. And that's what it says. He had a mi'il katan because she only was able to grasp the avodah katnus. Okay? In other words, when she, when, let's try to give a marshal. You know, you have certain great, like I said, like Reb Gershon Edelstein was like a tzaddik yesoid oilum. So now read what the New York Times, read what Mariv would say about him. Okay? Well, as, a, as a obituary. Uh, a rabbinic leader of the Haredi world that doesn't send their children to the army and blah, 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 <laughs> all his things, who people protested in front of his house, um, uh, passed away. And he lived 100 years. He lived an austere life. That's Gershon Edelstein. You know, he was, a, he, he taught, he taught Torah in this yeshiva for 80 years. Okay, he had many students. Okay, so, what, so who is he? Well, they're so wicked, they only can understand him through the prism of their small-mindedness. You understand? So that's the part of Shmuel she's able to perceive. If she really perceived Shmuel, she would have fainted on the spot. Like, it's, what do you mean? It would have blown her apart. So, again, so that, that's that external part. So, even, you know, it's like, like we mentioned, which, which class did I mention yesterday? Like, like the New York Times, somebody sent a, uh, a letter to the editor in Matzav. You know, New York Times for the last six months has been on a, a war against Haredi schools in New York. Like Mamish, Chil Hashem She'en Kamohu, saying how they don't, they don't teach their children anything, they're ignorant in, in all the studies, they're really not loyal Americans, all this, you know? And uh, they even go in, they even go in and observe. Now, to which class are they going to observe? A Gomorrah class. Okay, in a Gemara class, you're going to Hasidic Yeshiva, it's given in Yiddish. <laughs> okay, and you got this Gemara. Oh, great. And this secular guy from the New York Times <laughs> sees that. Okay, it's Latin like Harry Potter, Lahavta. <laughs> so he, he, he says, and they teach him religious stuff all day long. So, and, and therefore, they're not, they're not learning math and English and science and this and that. So, like, like you're stupid. <laughs> you know, they're stupid. They, they can't believe that there could be anything more intelligent than learning about drag queens. Because that's where it's at. Well, if you know, if you learn, if anyone knows, if you learn Gomorrah, you learn fractions in Gomorrah. You learn algebra in Gomorrah. You, you learn everything in Gomorrah. You, you learn medicine in Gomorrah. And more importantly, you develop critical thinking skills that is the greatest skill for life, right? But all they know is it's not on the New York board curriculum. So anyway, so, so that, that they only see the katnus. So somebody wrote, like this Sunday was a big asifa, a big gathering in one of the indoor coliseums. Uh, 25,000 uh, Haredim came to support the uh, Kolel people who live in Lakewood. They came to just say, you know, these are important people. We want to recognize they study Torah all day long. It holds up the world. 25,000 people in a 
uh, indoor uh, stadium, whatever. So they said, you know, the New York Times should have reported that event. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to any baseball game, yeah. any hockey yeah. game, any basketball game, how many times do the police have to keep law in order? Okay? Yeah. How many times? And when you went there, nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Isn't that newsworthy? Mm-hmm. They know, but they don't say that. Right? They don't see that. They, they, okay, but I'm saying, so all they can see is the catness. They can't see anything more than that. And that's the whole idea of the me'il katan, that small garment. And really, it's very fascinating how he explains, and again, this is another tricky part over here, where he's saying that uh, really, the, ba- the basis of our avoda for much of our lives will deal with this area of netzach, hod, and yesod, those three lower spheros, because that's where that's that's everybody starts there, so to speak, and having to have battles and to contend with the HR. And that is our, so to speak, our me'il katan, our small garment. In other words, the small garment is we're dealing with our smallness. You have to start at a point and you're trying to struggle and win. And that's the, the lower part of the person. Then we try to move up. Now, the guaranteed part of you is, is working in the Netzach and Hod area. Always, that's the real, where the action's happening, where you're struggling and this and that, and you win some, you lose some, and you're... Okay, so that everybody's got that. But then, when you succeed more and more, then you stay more in the higher levels of, of, of Chabad, and Chesed Vortiferis, and you're hanging around there, and you don't have to exert these efforts out. But you have to know, those are what we call additions to the base. Additions to the base. So guess what? Therefore, this is very important to understand this. Why? Because sometimes you may be having a real good winning streak. It's like every day you're getting up for dominance. And, and, it's, and it's amazing, and it, you feel connected. And when you're learning, you feel connected. And you haven't had a struggle with the HR in a few weeks. Wow. And then one day, out of the blue, boom! Yeah. You say, why am I getting up to Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> what? And, and, and all of a sudden, you, you, yeah. you, you're having trouble controlling your eyes. Or whatever it is. And you're saying, wait a minute, what happened? The answer is, you came back to your base. You came back to your base. And you have now a Vodashabakatnus. So unless you're a tzaddik, Yisod Olam, you know, all of us are going to vacillate with this. And, you know, it, don't, um, you shouldn't be upset with it. Because, uh, especially, which service does Hashem hold very dear? He holds both of them very dear. And one is not, you know, obviously it's better when you're doing Avodah Godless, but Avodah Katnas is a very important one. It shows how much you care about Hashem. And why that happens can be a number of reasons. It could be Hashem just decided to test you in that area, or maybe you slacked off yourself in that area. It doesn't really matter why. When you're in it, you've got to... So what can happen is you start getting depressed. You get depressed. And then that could really lead to much worse things than that. Remember, the whole idea we said yesterday, that the idea of the feet, right, moves you forward, right? Moves you forward. The snake has no feet because he doesn't want you to move forward. He wants you to just look at this moment right now. He says, yes, you were being really good. You learned a lot, but you're entitled to a break. 
So whatever break you take, and then you uh, get out of the uh, routine, and the break was not such a good break. And now you find yourself in trouble. So the point is, you have to realize, that's why, again, Chana makes the me'il katan, so to speak. Because Chana represents Bina. And Bina wants, can, can save you from that, being in that state of smallness. Remember, Shmuel was surrounded by very corrupt people. Everyone thinks, oh, Shmuel had it easy. Shmuel was surrounded with corruption of the highest level. Eli's sons, Chafni and Pichas, on their level, again, I wouldn't compare them to the Rishoyim of nowadays, but on their level, for what Kohanim are supposed to be. We don't remember, Kohanim are supposed to be tzaddikim. Kohanim are supposed to be living in that world. And they have to be dealing with us and bringing us up. Mm-hmm. Right? That, but when a Kohen isn't, and he's being like one of us regular guys, you know, oh, well, I'm kind of busy today. Let, her, let the lady come tomorrow. Maybe he was busy. But when you're a Kohen, you don't say those things if you understand how important someone should bring a Korban. So on the levels of Kahuna, there was tremendous corruption. And Shmuel's the little kid over there growing up, and he's watching all that. So she has to give him the meal katan. There had to be there had to be a time in his youth where he was struggling with this. And he sees that everybody's respecting these people and all that. So that takes time till you uh, get past that idea. So therefore, when we're struggling, we have to realize that's okay. And, and a God gave you the tools to deal with it when you're in a time of struggling. So often, we're, a person can... Um, incorrectly be jealous of Gedolim and be jealous of, or other peers. Let's say you have people who are, uh, they grew up together in school and one became much more outstanding as a, not even a rabbi, but as a really from boss and he's coveting the Torah and he's an amazing person. Not, and the other guy's, uh, you know, not the same. So you can be very jealous of him. You have to, you have to say, no, Hashem gave you a different avoda. And Hashem gave us all the tools we need for the avoda that we have. And you have a bigger Yetzar, you have bigger struggles, so that's your avoda. And you have to, but you have the tools to deal with it. That's the point. Hashem put into your spiritual makeup, Netzach and Hod, that you are capable of fighting and fighting and not giving up. That's consistency. You have it in you. Don't say, I can't be consistent. No, you have it in your DNA to be consistent. You have it in your DNA to be humble and to know that Hashem is the one who's giving and it's in your ability to bring it out and the whole world can see your tzitkus at your level in your small place. And that's a very precious avodah takodesh baruch And therefore, that, that becomes a very big difference um, in that area. And, uh, and you have to realize that that is the rutzen of Hashem in that. But you have to always know that there always has to start with Avodah Shabbatnas. Okay? You gotta always start with Avodah Shabbatnas. And if you're not gonna succeed there, don't even look to Avodah Shabbatnas. But once you hit there, it could fall down as well. So that becomes that idea that he's talking about. Um, let's see how much time they got left. You know what, I think we'll stop it over here because the next topic is a very complicated topic. And uh, 
So when you realize that, yeah, what you just said, yeah, and you don't have to be depressed. You just realize that's the, that's the whole idea. You, you should not be depressed. Well, may I just skip and just do one little thing over here? Um, so now, who are the people of Netzach and who are the shepherds of Netzach and Hod? So the shepherds of Netzach and Hod is Moshe is Netzach, okay. As we have explained many times, he's the one who gives the Torah for every generation and every generation. There's always the power of Moshe is there. Moshe is the one who was always the great defender of the Jewish people. Whenever Hashem says, I'm going to destroy them, Moshe says, no, 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 you can't. And whatever Moshe touched, he had the golden touch, was forever. Zichra Torah's Moshe. Moshe's Torah is forever. Whatever Moshe is involved with is forever. That's the, the power he puts into these things. And therefore, that's one of the reasons why Hashem did not allow him to go into Eretz Yisrael. Because if Moshe would have gone into Eretz Yisrael and he would have built a base of Migdash, it could never have been destroyed. It couldn't because he had the meat of Netzach. And if it wouldn't be destroyed and then the Jews would sin and it'd have to be punishment. So and since Moshe did not go into Eretz Yisrael, so that so to speak, the anger of Hashem was let loose on the bricks and the wood of the base of Migdash and not on the Jewish people. But if the base of Migdash could not be destroyed, it would have to go on to the Jewish people, which would not be good. So whatever Moshe had was, was permanent, always was permanent, because what was he? He was Torah. He was Torah like no one else. And the Torah is permanent. It's victorious. The Torah has won over every other every battle. Remember, we can lose a few battles, but the wars we always have won. Torah at the end of the day has always been the model of human behavior. And it's gone against a lot of battles. Greece, Rome, Christianity, Muslim, everybody. It stood the test of time. How is that? Because Moshe Rabbeinu is still there. Still there in spirit. And we have the great rabbis who are there, and they're, and they're the ones, they don't need the Netzach as much as they provide the Netzach for the followers that are there. Okay? And on the, so therefore, um, that stands forever. And he will also be the final redeemer will come from him as well. It's hinted to when Yaakov says about Shevet Yehuda, he says, Ad ki Shiloh, until Shiloh comes, which is a reference to the Mashiach, which is the same gematria, the word Shiloh as Moshe, which is 345. Okay? And interestingly, the Rechaim HaKadosh writes in Parshas uh, Truma, he says, the fourth Gallus we will be redeemed in the schus of Moshe Rabbeinu. In his schus. And then he says, now you know why the goals take so long. Because we're not so busy learning Torah and mitzvahs. So Moshe does not want to redeem Batwanim from Torah. Or Chaim said this was the 1600s whenever he lived. So that was then. Okay, so that's the idea that uh, it, that's the, the Netzach. So we have enough Netzach to hang on and persevere, Mashiach will be the ultimate Nitzachon. So that's what Moshe is about. Moshe is that, wow, he's a winner. On the other hand, we'll just close with this, Hod is Aaron. 
Okay, what, what, what is the hod? It's bringing out that reality. And how do you bring it out with that reality? It's the avoda of the coin godal. The coin godal is able to show <laughs> the divinity in mankind, and that's everybody sees it. Every, when, when he came out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim on Yom Kippur, yeah. he mamish radiated. Radiated. And they'd make a big simcha about that radiation, so to speak. And, and how did that come? It came from a tremendous humility. And whatever he did, it was all to bring out HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Right? And he was even willing to be part of the sin of the golden calf. He's willing, because he, that was his avoda at that time. He had humility to understand that. And more importantly, what is the main avoda of, of Aaron was to be makar of people. To be makar of because how's that? He's bringing out, he's dealing with the legs. He's dealing out with the people who feel small. Moshe's on this big pedestal. He's the big guy. He's the big guy. He's the, the Torah general, right? He's, he's going to motivate us to keep fighting for another day. But who's the one that's going to pick up the guys who fall and say, I'm a nothing, I'm a schmo? Therefore, you have to go to the base of it. You have to go to the coin. You bring a Corbin. You, 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 come, you come back. So that's what you need the iron to be your buddy, to be your friend, to say that you can bring it out. And that's why those two have to be together. Okay, we'll leave it at that. And we skip certain parts. Uh, we'll come back next week to finish this one.